What's going on, everybody, and welcome back for another episode of Triggered. This is Triggered episode number 221. We're here on Tuesday, September yes. 29th, 35 days from the election, and it is debate night. Yes. Uh, the the day we've been waiting for for a long time. We I mean, didn't know whether it was going to happen or not. And he hasn't backed out yet. Still could, still could back still out. Still could, yeah. Um, He's made some bullshit requests. Yeah, and we're going to talk about that. Um, but the big question here is, will Joe Biden show up? And if he does show up, just how coherent is he going to be? We found out this morning that there's some last-minute negotiations and reneging going on here. Biden is showing, I think, just how desperate and worried he is about tonight. Yeah. But what are some of the things that he's requesting, and what's he reneging on? Well, one of the things – the the big request from his side is two breaks during this debate. One every 30 minutes. This is a 90-minute debate, and the man wants to kind of, you know, take a nap or something <laughs> after 30 minutes. I mean, uh. <laughs> the, thing is, the, the thing is, that just shows that he doesn't have the stamina yeah, to be president, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that in itself is embarrassing for him because yeah. President Trump can go out there and give an unscripted yeah. rally speech for 120 minutes. And was there – I mean, were there breaks when he was debating Bernie? I don't there think was, so. There was very limited breaks, yeah. There, there was there breaks, breaks? Yeah. Okay, because I – but. There's no it reason. seems like 10 years ago. You know, I could see one break at the 45-minute mark for five minutes to take a piss, okay? I can understand yeah. that. No, but, actually, no, 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 fuck that. No, this, I agree. It's 90 minutes. You can you can hold it, and you can get through this whole— This is this is not a Herculean parameter here. 90 minutes is—I mean, blessedly, it's a short debate. Well, to put on the tinfoil hat, yeah. you know why I think he wants the breaks? Oh, to get the new face on? Well, so that he can go re-up the drugs. Re-up the drugs, yeah. I mean, yeah. what what else is the reason, right? Yeah. They, and and they, uh, well, well, yeah. I mean, there's that. We have to drug- maybe uh, check, uh, do a little tech check because apparently uh, he agreed to an earpiece check, and now he's reneging on that. Yes. So they originally agreed to be checked for electronic devices and earpieces. The Trump campaign, of course, agreed. Joe Biden originally agreed, but now. They say no to that. Yeah. So the conspiracy theories are swirling this morning and this afternoon. Um, but these are good conspiracy theories. No, I, 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 think, I think it's totally I think founded. Yeah, I th- and I think they're kind of entertaining and hilarious, to be honest with I you. think it's well-founded because we know that Joe Biden's going to have a really tough time doing yeah. this on his own. So he's looking for any help, yeah. any cheating he could possibly do. Of yeah. course, they also denied the request for a pre-drug test, which President Trump suggested and, of course, agreed to himself. Yeah. yeah. So I, you know what? It all circles back to you know he's – this man has called a lid – before 10 a.m., I think close to a now a dozen times, close to a dozen times over the past two weeks. You know, you, you can't build back better if you can't get past the 10 a.m. 10 a.m. hour. You can't repair our supposed tattered relations abroad without uh, getting past the 10 a.m. hour or, uh, you know, trying to destroy. Right. Well, this- <laughs> you can't run the country. This is – it circles and, – and Trump should totally bring out the all talk, no action. Yeah. All talk, no action, Joe. You can't even be up here without a break. You can't even get past 10 a.m. I've been running the country. I've created 10 million jobs in the past four months. You know? Yeah. I, well, I, honestly, I, I think there's a – I mean th- this is – this is, has it wasn't an issue. Now it is. Joe going into the basement before like, you know, everyone's second cup of coffee. Well, they were, they were able to skirt around the early lid saying, oh, yeah, well, it's to break yeah. prep and this and that. But tonight will – 
either completely, yeah. you know, throw that narrative to the back burner yeah. or that will become the narrative yeah. that Joe Biden is not capable of being president. Yeah. We already know. You yeah. already know he doesn't have the stamina. He could not keep up yeah. with the type of schedule that Trump runs himself. I mean, Joe Biden's bedtime is clearly, what, 9 yeah. p.m.? I mean, Joe Biden is doing the campaigning for him. Yeah. There are days where she does all the heavy lifting. Not a good sign. Well, she did that interview with Jake Tapper. I'm yeah. like, well, why isn't Jake Tapper interviewing Joe Biden, Joe Biden the actual exactly. nominee? Yeah, it's ridiculous. And you know what? Let's be honest, folks. He wasn't doing debate prep. On September 23rd, he admitted that he wasn't doing debate prep. Yeah. Or hadn't even started. Sorry, hadn't even started. I think it also coincides with the Senate report about his son, Hunter Biden. Mm-hmm. You know, the $3.5 million wired to him from the ex-mayor, uh, the ex-wife of the mayor of Moscow and frogging with uh, Eastern European hookers that were part of a human trafficking ring. Well, you know, Gino- Hunter is back in the news now, and he's – I think he partially is. He can't doesn't have the stamina, and he doesn't want to answer questions about that because Axios did, and um, yeah, and it was not a good interview. Hunter's <laughs> one of the keys to the debate, and we're going to talk yeah. about that more. Yeah. But on the debate prep thing, yeah. uh, you know, the president was mocked by the mainstream media when he said – you know, I do debate prep every day. I come out here and answer unscripted questions from you all and come up with the answers on the fly. So yeah. that's really debate prep. But he's also been taking it seriously. This weekend, he called in Chris Christie and Rudy Giuliani, and they've been playing the role of Joe Biden. That's and good. he has been preparing for this yeah. debate. So I can tell you that it seems to me as if President Trump's not falling into the normal presidential incumbent trap for the first debate of coming out flat. I mean, when has the yeah. ever when has the president ever come out flat, know, right? Yeah. But and you're not going to come out flat. Let me tell you. For, I mean, I know he didn't do well in the the primaries, but Chris Christie's a good debater. Yeah, he's. Yep. I mean, he well, is. He scalped I mean, Marco. Yeah, exactly. Remember. Scalped Marco, and we saw him twice when he ran for governor. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, uh, so. So our friend Larry O'Connor uh, has a column over at Town Hall, the three things Trump should do to own Biden in tonight's debate. And I think these are three very, very smart points. One is to give Biden all the time that he wants. Remember during the Democratic debates where Biden had this quirky tactic where he would say, you know, I see my time is up or I'm out of time. Trump should intercede and say, no, Joe. Please continue. I yield my time to you. We want to hear more. Finish your thought. You remember yeah. what you were saying, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. because the word salad is going to be immense. I mean, yeah. you know they're pumping full of drugs before this. Yeah. Who knows how one point he's going to be. The real, uh, the real indicator of what's going on, I think, is going to be the second half of the debate where if they wear off, especially because there's no breaks, right? They won't yeah. be able to give him yeah. another boost. Yeah. The second point, and you brought this up already, is to raise Hunter Biden – Early and often. Mm -hmm. Since this devastating report was released last week, the facts of which we've went over previously with you, Biden's been in hiding. He had the one time he took a a so-called question about Hunter Biden, he flipped out. Yeah, he did. Let's remember that Joe Biden, you know, the guy they say that oh is so compassionate and empathetic and just such a nice guy. He's got a nasty temper. He does. And if we can get him to bring that temper out tonight, which he does most of all when you bring up Hunter Biden, then I think that that's going to be key. And I hope the president brings that up. You know, Hunter Biden, that's a that's a really good retort to the tax question, which is inevitably going to be coming, the Trump tax yeah, question. Yeah. So say, you know, Joe, you know, your tax reports may be clean because all the money is funneling from foreign governments through Hunter Biden's. Yeah. Let's see Hunter's tax records, right? Yeah. Let's see where he's taking money from. We know it's from Ukraine, the Ukrainian energy company, which the noted energy genius that he is, having zero experience in the energy industry before. China gave him a billion dollars 
China doesn't just give you a billion dollars. Yeah. And then he invested that money in Chinese military interests. Yeah. That's not very American yeah. for our arch enemy. Yeah. New poll shows that uh, Joe Biden, uh, you know, used his his connections to enrich his family. So. Oh, of course. Majority and and then that. you got the money that you brought up, the Russian yeah. money. So let's let's ask Joe Biden some questions on this. And the third point is that Joe Bo- Joe Biden's record needs to be directly challenged. Yes. I love the line that Trump uses that he's done more in forty seven months as president than Biden did in forty seven years here in the D.C. swamp. I think this is Trump's strongest argument, as does Larry, and he needs to bring it up. You know, yeah. Joe Biden says yeah. things like, that's why I wrote the Violence Against Women Act. Yeah. Trump should follow up and ask, hey, Joe, what exactly did the Violence Against Women Act actually do? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And if he brings up the taxes, say, Joe, can you define what capital gains taxes are? Yeah. I, this was your tax code. Yeah, exactly. Uh, That's else, the other point. What, what, what else is there? Oh, you want to build back? I mean, I know it's, it's a slogan from someone who sounds mentally defective, but like build back better? Mm-hmm. What You were here for 47 years. Right. What have you been doing? Why didn't you do all these things yeah. now that you suppose that yeah. you're in support of? You know, yeah. Why didn't you do it then? You know, There's a lot of things that can be hit on here, and I think Trump's going to come ready for this. Yeah. And just last night, Joe Biden's running me, or really the presidential nominee, if you want to look at it that I way. I mean, honestly, I mean, it gives all this lit stuff, it gives credence to that. Kamala Harris was on MSNBC, very friendly interview. Yeah. However, she was asked, if Judge Barrett is confirmed and the Democrats have control of the Senate next year and the White House and House of Representatives, so complete Democrat control, God help us forever and ever, yeah. should the Supreme Court be expanded? Let's take a listen to her response. If... Uh Judge Barrett is confirmed and uh, the Democrats have control of the Senate next year and the White House and the House of Representatives. Should the Supreme Court be expanded? Uh, You know what, let's, I think that, first of all, Joe's been very clear that um, he is going to to pay attention to the fact, and I'm with him on this 1,000%, pay attention to the fact that right now, Lawrence, People are voting. They're voting. Talk about yeah, a non-answer. That's scary. Scary. And you know what? Trump should bring that up tonight in the debate. Well, because yeah. Biden has also refused to answer this question. Yeah, Biden said, well, I don't want to you know, get into a hypothetical because yeah. it's a big issue. Yeah, it's a big issue. Yeah. You're running for, for president. president. You can't, yeah, you got to say it. You know? I think he knows it's a bad idea, but he can't say what he really wants to say because he'll piss off the progressive base. Yep, that's exactly what it and is. And I think, you know, he's just trying to... You can't... Co- 35 days is a lot... Of, it's still a lot of time. You gotta coast... You can't coast this, Joe. You're gonna be asked it. And, and the fact that you left it dangling there... I think Chris Walsh should definitely ask this question, yeah, Joe Biden. Yeah, Kamala Harris clearly did not expect that question to be asked last yeah. night because she thought it was going to be, you know, this softball interview, yeah. which for the most part it was. That was the only question that was serious. But that brings us to our next topic here. Amy Coney Barrett is now the Supreme Court nominee that President Trump announced on Saturday. And the attacks on her immediately went into play. The second – I mean they were already attacking her before because she was the front runner, right? Then it leaked on Friday that she was going to be the pick. They yeah. immediately started attacking her. Yeah. They attacked her for being a Catholic. They attacked her for adopting kids from other countries. They attacked her for being part of a so-called cult that's uh, equivalent to the Handmaiden's Tale, which is just a fabrication. Total lie. Okay? And – that's where they're going with this. They want to attack her faith. You see some of the so-called smarter pundits among the left saying, oh, no, 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 no. Don't do this. This is a bad idea to attack her faith. And I, I think that, you know, it, it's going to be very clear that Joe Biden 
won't want to attack her faith, but the progressive left wants to. Yes. They want to live in a godless society. Yeah. That's yeah, their end they have goal. To. You know? So total bunch of bullshit what they're going after her for here. We now have a schedule on when the Judiciary Committee is going to hold SCOTUS hearings. We had Amy Coney Barrett up on the Hill today with Vice President Mike Pence meeting senators. She's going to continue to meet senators, except, of course, the Democrats that are so childishly declining to meet with her, such as Chuck Schumer and uh, who's that who's that bitch from New York? Um, <laughs> the one who runs Kristen Gillibrand. Yeah, yeah, she the one with the shrill voice. Yeah, so. They're I mean, refusing to meet with I'm not, her. I'm not trying to make a sexist point. She does have a very shrill voice. Yeah, it's brutal. It's, it's just it's like Kamala Harris. It's bad. And if they won't even have the courtesy to meet with her, then you get no say in the process. Yeah. Fuck you. That's that's the new yeah. Republican Party, right? Yeah. We're ti- we were tired of losing. We finally decided to fight fire with fire yeah. thanks to President Trump's leadership. Slow, it's not going to slow down the process. I mean, I, I know there was – remember there was talk about the, the, the Democrats will boycott the hearing? Mm-hmm. Fine, do so. You're only speeding up the process, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then in, in which case you will give Amy Coney Barrett free reign mm-hmm. with no opposition or scrutiny to her record, which is why they're not going to do that. But I know you know all the froth of the uh, you know the madness from the you know, the liberal meltdowns are like you know you got boycott the hearing. No, fine, do so. We can get the, we can get the vote done on Monday. Well, the the, <laughs> the big key is that the week that these hearings are going to happen is beginning Monday, October twelfth. And that's going to be a very busy week. Obviously, the Democrats are going to come at her with the knives all they can, but there's not really much that they can do to stop this, especially with people like Mitt Romney supporting this nomination. So that's kind of the timetable there. Then there is a week holdover in committee because that's the only procedural, uh, uh, I guess, quill in their uh, – or arrow in their quill arrow in their to quill. quote, yeah, yeah, to quote yeah. Nancy Pelosi. That's really yeah. all they can do. So we're looking at a time where she comes out of committee uh, around October 26th, maybe 27th. Then you have the cloture vote, right, which could be the 28th. Then you have 30 hours of debate on the floor. So that places us looking at a vote sometime between October 29th and November 1st. It's still to be determined if the vote will happen during that time. I think it probably will. But there's also the political aspect Mm -hmm. that – if the vote is that close, right, and if the yeah. Dems try to play some shenanigans where, you know, they don't show up so that there's quorum and stuff like yeah. that, yeah, I think you just carry it, right, yeah. till the day after the election, and no matter what happens, you push forward and you take the vote. Yep. If we lose, you still push forward and take the vote. Yep. And because this is an opportunity that we can't pass up, and yeah. even people like Mitt Romney realize that. Yeah. Because remember, Mitt Romney ran in 2012 on conservative judges and justices. So it's one of the only yeah. things that he is actually in our team for. Can this this is more of a plot line from House of Cards? Can we just get the sergeant arms to like just drag them? On, well, on it the may Senate come floor? to that. It may come. We to can, that. I was looking that up. They yeah. can do that, right? Yeah. Well, they can they can flee D.C. these these senators and stuff like that. It's possible they may try something like that. But I think that uh, I think that actually would work in our favor. Yeah. Because it would not only look optically terrible to the American public, yeah. but it would also embolden our side. So yeah. if that happens, yeah. Great for I us. think <laughs> they honestly have to just. And you know what? I was expecting more entertaining meltdowns, but when she was officially announced, there seemed to be – I mean, yeah, there was some nonsense, but there was a lot of resignation that this is going to happen though. Yeah. 
And I think, you know, Chuck talks a big game. Again, all talk, no action. Mm-hmm. You know, all options are on the table to block it. You know what? I, I, we have the votes. Well, her record is flawless. If, yeah, and if and if Mitt Romney was like, I, if Mitt Romney had stabbed this in the back, I think they would have been a little more aggressive with how the how to fight yeah. this. But the fact that really only Collins is the only and Murkowski like, and oh, I thought she was walking it back. Yeah, but she says she says she's undecided, which means that she's really just yeah, doing this for office. But still, even walking it back, you know, that's a lot better than well, that's what she because, did fucking last time. That's but. because Sarah Palin threatened to primary her. Oh, sure. Which I hope that Sarah yeah, Palin yeah, does yeah, anyway, yeah, because we need to get rid of Murkowski. Yeah. She's unreliable yeah. at best. But the fact that we, I mean, the point is, we have the votes. Once they lost Mitt Romney on their side, because they it were counting dumb, on him. Yeah. To, He's the lead quarterback of the Squish Squad there, so right. They I mean, were counting on him to side with them against Trump, and yeah. once that happened. That took a lot of wind out yeah. of their side. Oh, also Corey Gardner, Alexander, and Pat Toomey. Yeah, uh, you know who are in states that are that are easy pickups for for Democrats. I mean, easier pickups for Democrats. I mean, Pennsylvania is going to be a tough race for Toomey when he's up again. Yeah, but, but that's not for a while. Not for a right? while. Not that, for a while. That's why when that he came out with that, I'm like, I wasn't concerned about this because he's not up this year. Yeah. Now, if he was up this year, could have been a very different story. Yeah. But but it would have not turn out in the in the in the state. But you know, it, it is it is what it is. Amy uh, Coney Barrett's. Eminently qualified yeah, for is. this. You She's been given a unanimous uh, endorsement by the American Bar Association, yeah. which is extremely uh, liberal. Noah Feldman, the Harvard Law professor who supported the impeachment of Donald Trump. He was a witness. A witness <laughs> said – wrote a very – actually a very nice column. I was surprised. About, about Amy saying that – he's like, I disagree with her on almost everything, but she's brilliant and she deserves to be on the court. Also, I liked his part about elections have consequences. Yeah. He's like – Alas, you know, we're, we have a Republican president and a Republican Senate, and I'd rather have a strong candidate be nominated and be put on the court, and that's Amy Coney Barrett. Yeah. So, so that was actually – again, it's, it's over. I mean it's done. There's the Democrats a, have pretty much resigned to that, I think yeah. so. And you see how uh, they don't really have much of a game plan on what they're going to do here. No. It's um, just Chuck out there by SCOTUS giving these like impromptu pressers. Yeah, the vacancy has energized their base, but it has also energized our base. Um, I think that this has really the chance to help people like Martha McSally, uh, Joni Ernst, Tom Tillis in North Carolina. um, Corey Gardner. Yeah, I think he's going to lose regardless because it's a presidential year. I mean, it's very clear Trump's not going to win Colorado. So it would take a significant number of people splitting their ballot to vote for him in order to save him. But keep in mind, his loss could easily be canceled out by the fact that we're going to pick up the Alabama Senate seat from Doug Jones. right? So the math there works out a little bit in our favor. But you're absolutely right about Ernst. Um, I think she's fine. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that they even talk about Iowa as a swing yeah. state, I disagree I, with. I agree, I agree Same too. thing about Ohio. Well, I mean, she's. I mean, I think the. Uh, I mean, she, she's. She needs a, a couple more t- upticks with the rural vote. With rural which voters, this has the which ability I to do. I think so. it will do that yeah. exactly. Yeah. I think it will do that. And uh, Mc. I think. I think of all the the ones you just mentioned, McSally is the one that has really come back from the dead. Stands to benefit I mean, the most for sure. I mean, she's. I think. I the last poll I saw, we saw. I saw a six point swing mm-hmm. in the period of like two weeks. Yeah, or a week or so from the. I mean, this is not. I mean, that's. Uh, well, what the vacancy does sorry. is it is it returns. Yeah. The soft Republican, yeah. right? The yeah. one who says, mm, "Not a know. huge fan of Trump." Blah blah blah. But but 
I do believe in the Supreme Court yes. being conservative, yes. and they vote for that. Yes. So just like they did in twenty sixteen, and uh, nothing like you said, like we've said before, nothing unites our our people more than a SCOTUS fight. Yes. So and you have up in Michigan. John James, a new poll just came out yesterday, shows oh. him up by a few tenths of a point. Oh, really? If, if President Trump wins that state, yeah. John James will unseat Gary Peters, yeah. and that will be a gain for us. And that's a huge gain. That it would is. almost cement the idea that we would absolutely retain the Senate majority in the case that Trump wins, even though you know I've said I think it's tied together like Siamese twins. I agree. I think that whoever wins the presidency wins the Senate. Yeah. Um, but I think that we're in a good position at this point. And you really, uh, you know, you couldn't ask for a, a bigger injection of enthusiasm, right? You look at Pennsylvania and the enthusiasm numbers there, it's 20-point gap in favor of Trump. Yeah. And from what I've heard from everyone in Pennsylvania, things we've seen on the ground there, the the enthusiasm for Trump is strong. The voter registration changes there is huge. almost a, a well over net hundred thousand pickup for yeah, Republicans. It's, it's huge. It's huge. The Trump support in traditionally blue counties there, the rural areas of Pennsylvania, yeah. is through the roof. Yeah. And if that can, you know, they talk about oh Philadelphia and the Philadelphia suburbs and yeah, this and, yeah, that, yeah. and Biden is counting on that game plan. Yeah. The same plan that Hillary counted on. Yeah. But I think that in these red counties, the Trump for support has only yeah. gone up. If there is a massive rural upswell like in 2016, Trump will win that state again. Yeah, for and, sure. And it's not like – you know Hillary did okay in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Hillary actually had a pretty good turnout in Philadelphia mm -hmm. and um, she, she still lost. So um, – But the big thing in Pennsylvania is going to be those mail-in ballots. Yeah. Because you're already seeing court challenges, you're seeing all kinds uh, of things having to do with the secrecy and a lot of rejection rates. Yeah, the rejection rates. Which is high. why Democrats, guys, haven't you noticed? Democrats, I don't know if you know, people have noticed, but Democrats are now sprinting towards the oh no 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 vote in person. Yeah, please vote in person. So they're worried about that yeah. because, like, you know, we talked about this last yeah. week. If you just look at the raw numbers, if it's a sixty-five thirty-five split for Democrats in the vote by mail, and yeah. you get the average rejection rates that we've been seeing, was it like five it, to ten percent? Yeah, yeah. That that's a that's, net that's, million votes, yeah. right there. Yeah. So that has the ability to easily swing the election. Yeah. And the GOP over the past week has had some key victories in places like Wisconsin and Michigan uh, and Pennsylvania, where they're saying the extension of these counting deadlines is unconstitutional yeah. and endangers you know in pennsylvania now they're the republicans are challenging up to the supreme court of the united states oh, wow. saying if you know this drags out like it could there it endangers the whole electoral system so it'll be yeah. interesting to see how that's ruled upon obviously you know Any, if john roberts sides with us we're yeah, good I know, yeah. but well, it's, can't it's, count it, on that it's iffy any word on the voter signature thing pennsylvania did they file a lawsuit uh, on that? I think they're filing a lawsuit on that. There yeah. was just a voter signature lawsuit in one of either Michigan or Wisconsin that we won that says the signatures Good. have Good. to match. Yeah. I think it was Michigan. Good. So Yeah, folks, in Pennsylvania, they're going to accept ballots where the voter signatures don't, don't fucking match, if you can believe that. Well, I, actually, I can believe that. <laughs> and and <laughs> let's talk about some of these vote-by-mail stories because yeah. we've had a lot over the past few days. Uh, we've had vote-by-mail issues. We've had misprinted ballots. And we have, of course— 
major fraud going on, yes. which we're going to talk about yes. here. Here in Virginia, here in our county, Fairfax County, yeah. election officials admitted that a printer problem led to employees mistakenly mailing two ballots to about 1,000 voters. A printer problem? Mm-hmm. Mm. Officials said people should destroy the second ballot. Okay. Uh, okay. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. So, so a citizen in Leesburg, Virginia, which is in Loudoun County, the county over, said she and her husband also received two ballots, a different county, remember? Mm, yeah. She's a Trump supporter, but she said the mistake has her questioning the process. She said, quote, this is what Trump's concerned about, and I am too, and I wanted to bring it to your attention. This isn't just an isolated issue. We yeah. see what's happening in Colorado and New York. The Colorado Secretary of State sent postcards to non-citizens and dead people urging them to vote. Yeah. Why did they get their address, right? It's based off the voter rolls. Exactly. So do we have thousands of people on these voter rolls in Colorado that shouldn't be there? Voters in New York City said they received their mail-in ballots this week, but were surprised to find that the return address, the return labels, were printed with the wrong names and voter IDs. Yeah. That's significant. Yeah, it's a fiasco over there. Okay. It's bad. You have some voters saying they received absentee ballots mislabeled as the official ballot for military members and also getting misprints on the return of name, address, and voter ID. Yep. So who knows what's going to happen here? It's going to happen. After months of pushing this vote-by-mail nonsense, as you said, the Democrats are changing course. And it's no shock because it's ripe for fraud and has the ability to damage them the most. If a lot of rejections occur— you know, it's kind of like the Chad thing in Florida, yeah. right? If and there's they, undervotes and these rejections occur, yeah, it can damage them significantly. Oh, absolutely. And, and it's their own fault because this party for months has been trying to tout the whole vote, vote by mail thing. Yep. So it's yeah, their, it's, I mean, it's their own goddamn fault. And now, you know, them trying to, you know, turn, you know, do a 180 and be like, oh, no, 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 vote, vote in person. Uh-huh. After seeing that states are not equipped to handle this type of stuff. Very few states can handle this type of vote-by-mail system. Yeah. You know, and, and Washington see, being one of them, but they've done that for years. And then uh, – Colorado was one yeah. that did vote-by-mail universally, and they had done a previously pretty decent job with it. But even they're having issues now. Yeah. So you have states that have done this for years yeah. that are having issues. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen in yeah. the states that are rushing to exactly. get this shit done? They're hiring all these outside vendors that are shady yeah. and not quality not checked. Good. This is where you're getting the misprints exactly. and the double-ups. And on top of that, we all know that the U.S. Postal Service is a mess, has been a mess for a while. Mm-hmm. You, you, you really trust them yeah. to get all these ballots in on time? And I thought it was really good that the USPS was like, you know what? There's going to be delays. Yeah. You know, we can't guarantee all the ballots are going to be in by election day. Yep. So the message is, as to our Republican listeners, vote in person. Vote in person. Always vote in person. Don't entrust your vote, your Trump vote, your GOP Senate vote, your GOP House vote to the USPS and these corrupt election officials who see no problem with this stuff going on. They're going to stuff the ballot boxes. That's what they're trying to do. They're going to try to do that. And, and that's, that's why they're they're trying to get the whole secrecy envelope thing lifted in Pennsylvania oh because God. they know it's going to cost them tens of thousands of Democrat yeah. votes. It's yeah. already been predicted to yeah. be the case. And that actually I see developing as one of the cases that could end up in the Supreme Court Yeah, because it's just that big. It really yeah. could decide the, the entire state yeah. and the entire election. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Ilhan Omar's district because we have Project Veritas out there and they – released several videos here of undercover uh, operatives who caught ballot harvesting and illegal payments 
on tape. Oh. And we know this has been happening. We said it's been happening. The Democrats say, oh, no, that never happens, right? Yeah. That's all they ever say. Yeah. A ballot harvester offers money. Now take this money for your pocket change. Okay? Yeah. And says, okay, when I fill it out, I'll bring it to you, the voter responds. He gave him, I believe, $200. It's unbelievable. Oh, my. And Ilhan Omar's staff apparently is engaged in this behavior, too. Uh, so there's some real ethical questions there uh, on, you know, if she should face legal charges and stuff like that. That's to be determined. But Project Veritas says that this is just the beginning of exposing election fraud this season. So they're out there doing God's work and, and, and shout out to James O'Keefe. I mean, truly yeah. a great, great journalist and innovator in the field of, of undercover video. Let's not forget, he was the one who broke Acorn, right? Mm -hmm. They they took part in the Planned Parenthood stings. Yep. I mean, they tell the stories that the mainstream media just ignores and wants to ignore because it only helps their liberal friends. We also, in Texas have Biden's Texas political director and other Democrats accused in another illegal ballot harvesting scheme. According to a lawsuit filed with the Texas Supreme Court on Monday, Democrat presidential nominee Joe Biden's political director in Texas has been accused of ballot harvesting in Harris County. Harris County is Texas's most populous county. Houston and it's, is, is in it, and it's the state's largest city. According to the lawsuit, which was filed by conservative activist Dr. Stephen Hotze and several others, two investigators accused Dallas Jones, that's the guy's name, and several prominent Democrat office holders of organizing an illegal ballot harvesting scheme. Jones was named Joe Biden's political director in Texas in late August. Oh, my. Uh, and, yeah, so now you have people who are being paid directly by Joe Biden, and they're engaging in this illegal voter fraud activity. Yeah. Will Joe Biden be asked about that? Probably, Probably not. Probably not, yeah. But it's very clear what side is really truly interested in engaging in fraud, and it's something that's happened in many elections in the past, but this year it really has a spotlight on it, it because does. of the massive amount of ballots that are going out by mail. Yeah. Just yesterday I saw a report from someone who used to live in our home state of New Jersey. His parents still live there. Yeah. The parents – even though this person and his siblings were not re were are re now registered in other states, they received mail in ballots in New Jersey, Ooh. which could easily be voted and signed because the signatures are not going to be compared there in New Jersey. Yeah, and if you want to go to a polling place on election day in New Jersey, you have to cast a provisional ballot. Yeah, so. I mean, not that New Jersey is key to the presidential election, but you have important House races there. You have two key House districts that are up yeah. in Je that state. Uh, Jeff Andrew? Yeah. Well, yeah. you have Jeff Andrew, who's, who I think is, you know, going to win re-election. Yeah. But you also have New Jersey, I believe, three. I think Van Drew's two, New Jersey three, which was taken by the Democrats last time, which is a, a toss-up, and we're hoping to get that back. Is that the Andy Kim's? Yes, Andy okay. Kim, yep. yeah. Actually, so, I can't. I can't. I can't endorse that. I, I want Andy Kim to go back. Get out of here! <laughs> yeah. If that was the seat to give us a majority, yeah, okay. Oh, seat to get the majority? Yeah. Sorry. I'll. I will. I will betray my Korean sorry, brother. Andy. Yeah, off, sorry, off Andy. Off to get my. Yeah. Um, I mean, the the whole thing is just so corrupt, and this is only going to continue, and we'll continue to report these stories to you because it's very important. But the key is vote in person. Yes. Always. 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 Uh, switching gears here a little bit, we have 
now found that a poll finds a majority of likely voters want what's referred to as Blue Lives Matter laws. Now, these are the laws that uh, make attacks on police and first responders a hate crime or you know increases the penalties for such attacks. And 59% want that. Oh. So support for police in this country is still strong, which is why I think I hope I hope that President Trump really plays up the law and order angle tonight. I hope that he brings up that uh, Joe Biden's running mate, Kamala Harris, was actively raising money to bail out rioters and uh, also ended up bailing out uh, domestic abusers, wife beaters, other violent criminals. I hope that that gets brought up tonight. Uh, and do, But do you think it will? Probably not. Yeah, you don't think so? No. I think there's going to be a lot. There's going to be a lot of things to be brought up. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. It, I mean, it'll be nice. I mean, I mean, I think maybe not tonight. Maybe the next debate. I don't know. Well, in the VP debate, I can yeah. almost assure yeah. you, I, it's a sure bet, honestly, Yeah. that Vice President Mike Pence will bring that up to Kamala Harris's yeah. face, and it'll be interesting to see. They, I'm, I'm sure we'll have a response for that, but, yeah. you know, the, it, it's a fact. But what's... Right? But, <laughs> <laughs> what response? I mean, how can you polish that turd? Well, they'll try. To, they'll try to say, you know, we raised the fund for peaceful protesters that were wrongfully arrested. Oh, it's and, not our fault where the money goes afterwards. And and the and the moderator will uh, essentially go along with all of that. So, okay. well, then actually, who's who's moderating the vice presidential debate? I oh, forget. Sh- uh, but is it, is it the C-SPAN woman? No, the C-SPAN guy is the second presidential the second debate. Um, but yeah. You know, I, I think Chris Wallace tonight will be generally fair. We all know that he hates President Trump, but yeah, I do I think know. that he will be generally fair. He did a good job with the, the first debate last time. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what we'll happens. See, yeah, I agree. It, it, or we could have, you know, Candy Crowley situation. God forbid. Remember that? Remember when, but, she, remember when she moderated that debate? That was abysmal. But abysmal. you have Donald Trump is not a pussy like Mitt Romney. That's true. So That's he's true. not going to stand there and take that. He... He will not only debate Joe Biden tonight, Donald Trump, but he would take on Chris Wallace if he needs yeah, to. Sure. So that's the fighter that that's we have sure. as our president. He used to be such a good reporter. Can you believe that shit? And then you have Joe Biden making one of the most disgusting political attacks I've ever seen in my life. Let's listen to this first from Joe Biden. And then we'll, we'll talk about how his campaign staff had the opportunity to walk that back, but they doubled and tripled down. Listen to this clip. Well, um, I'm not sure... Anybody that hadn't already made up their mind there for Trump believes, but who knows? But, but that's, you know, he's sort of like Goebbels. You say the lie long enough, keep repeating, 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 it becomes common knowledge. Unbelievable. Oh, my. They say that President Trump is Joseph Goebbels? Yeah. I mean— Are you kidding me? I mean, what, what, what's, that, what's that saying? The first person who goes, who goes full Nazi loses the debate? I mean, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess. in this situation? I, I mean— it, it's just unbelievable. I, yeah. I couldn't believe that they said that. It's so, so, so disgusting. Yeah. You know, that's also, even more dis- sort of sort of unnecessary for a person who's supposedly up ten points in the polls, right? Yeah, exactly. A little a little um telling. Like what? we always say, watch yeah. the watch the campaign's behaviors. Yeah. Is the Biden campaign behaving as and as if they're up that much? Yeah. I don't think so. I don't so. think so. It doesn't seem like it to me. Then you had deputy campaign manager Kate Bedingfield, who's just a total piece of shit went on Anderson Cooper's show, and she said, look, his point was you cannot trust what comes out of Donald Trump's mouth. No, oh, well, I think, you know, that was maybe just a misstatement or, you know, that might be a, a step too far. I think, the, I think the vice president meant this or that. No. Yeah. Doubling down. Horrible. These people are insane. 
Meanwhile, in the real world, President Trump was just nominated for the third time for a Nobel Peace Prize. Three independent separate nominations. A group of Australian law professors have given President Trump his third Nobel Peace Prize nomination for his commitment to ending foreign wars. And one of those law professors told Sky News, David Flynn, quote, The Trump doctrine is something extraordinary, as so many things that Donald Trump does. He's guided by two things which seem to be absent from so many politicians. He firstly has common sense, and he is only guided by a national interest, and therefore, in our circumstances, an interest in the Western alliance. What he's done with the Trump doctrine is that he's decided that he would no longer have America involved in endless wars, wars which achieve nothing but the killing of thousands of young Americans and enormous debts imposed on America. Yeah. And that is the Trump doctrine. Yeah. And it's a doctrine that's working, that's bringing peace to the Middle East, unprecedented yep. peace to the Middle East. But supposedly our international relations are it, – it's a total – it's anarchy. It's chaos. We're, well, that's we're what tatters, the Dems right? say. That's yeah. what the Dems say. That's yeah. what Joe Biden says. But you know, how are you going to fix that, Joe, again if you go to bed – if you go to – if you call the day before 10 a.m.? Yeah. I, yeah. You know, it's just so unbelievable and it, it really is disgusting. I, mean, I think that you're 100% right and we've talked about this. The yeah. fact that, you know, the Dems resort to these kinds of attacks right now indicate where they feel they are in this race and it's certainly not up by that much. It may be up by a little bit, but guess what? If Joe Biden wins the popular vote by less than four points, yeah. President Trump will be reelected under yeah. the Electoral College. Yeah. That's just what's going to happen yeah. because they'll run up margins in California and New York and they'll say, oh, President Trump is you know, not legitimate and this and that. But let's always remember that the reason the Electoral College was designed the way it was was so that one area, one geographic region, Can and dominate. one majority yeah. – can't dominate can't the dominate. whole country. Yeah. You have to truly be a president of the people of this country. And, you know, President Trump has wide geographic appeal. You know, you go to places that are supposed to be blue. New York, right? Yeah. You look at Long Island, it's red. Yeah. Massive Trump support. You look at New Jersey. Everywhere besides the major cities in New Jersey, the shithole cities, it's Camden, Repu- Trenton, Newark. Yeah, it's Republican. Is Republican. Yeah. So... You'll, you'll see what's going to happen on Election Day. I think we are in, in a terrific spot. I, if, if President Trump shows up tonight and strikes the right tone, strikes the yep. right attacks, yep. and doesn't fall into the incumbent trap of the first debate, I think that sets him on a trajectory yeah. in which it will be. But, yeah, and I, and I will – folks, don't – I mean we shouldn't – Joe Biden's going to win the debate tonight in terms of what the media says. Well, of course. Oh, he's – there. Oh, no matter – besides him having a stroke on there – you know, barring a stroke on stage, he's going to be declared the winner. But, but, I mean, it's just the I mean, American it's the pe- game. The it's American the game. people see through that to begin with, yeah. And it will make the make it a lot harder for yeah. the liberal media to do this if he has any sort of classic brain Joe fart, Biden yeah, moment. Brain fart moments. Yeah, it will be make it will make it yeah. very hard for them to do that. And, and one bad uh, one bad moment can alter a campaign. Yep. I mean, let's go back to you know Walter Mondale brought up Ronald Reagan's age in nineteen eighty four. Big mistake. Big mistake. Ronald Reagan had that nice little, uh, you know, uh, I'm not going to exploit for political purposes yeah. my opponent's uh, my <laughs> youth and inexperience. Yeah. I mean, Walter Mondale admitted after the debate, he, t- t- he told his wife, I think my campaign is over. Mm-hmm. And it was. So Well, look at Bush 1, right? Yeah. He was down, what, 17, 17 points going into the first debate? Yeah. Right? So so this, you know, will will 
it'll change the trajectory of the race. Yes. I think that President Trump is in strong footing for re-election. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, like you said, the liberal media will attempt to declare Try Joe to, Biden yeah. the winner no matter what, I mean, they got as is up. their usual, you know, play. Yeah. But it'll make it really hard for them yeah. to do that if he if Joe Biden does have a bad night. Yeah. Now, so I got a question for you, though, about mm -hmm. this. Let's say it is a disaster for Biden tonight, right? Mm -hmm. And it, it, it just becomes like a stomping upon stomping. Mm -hmm. Just endless brutality by Trump. Does he ease up? No. Or does he keep going? No, he has to keep going. Okay, right? Because right. the more... Because 90 minutes of beating up an old man, I'm just saying. Do you yeah. Think, do you think it could be too much or not? Because, you know, we always have that, that debate. Is it Was it too much to beat up on the old guy when he was, like, you know, practically dead? <laughs> you have a thin, a thin line to walk there, yeah. right? Because you don't want to be perceived as brutal and mean. A bully. A right? bully. Yeah. But, but because a large narrative in this election has been, is Joe Biden suited to be president right right does right. he have the mental capacity the mental acuity and the stamina i think trump has to bring up the stamina aspect he does, yeah. that he's out here working 20 hour days to keep you know make america great again can joe biden do that and i think you have to keep going because once joe biden you've seen his temper right oh, when yeah. he gets backed into a corner like that he's gonna lash out and oh, he's gonna say well, something yeah. that is just you know, if yeah. he repeats the gold line salad. tonight, word salad comes out like like crazy. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, for Trump to win this uh, win this debate tonight, I think you only really need to have one, maybe two, real Joe meltdown moments, right? That we can take viral. Yeah. And I I think that will cement and really reaffirm the fact in people's mind that wow, maybe Joe Biden isn't cut out for this because that thought is there already. You see it in the polling. Yeah. You know, you see even people who are voting for Joe Biden aren't so sure. Yeah. That he does have what it takes and really they're voting for Kamala Harris. And it's two previous times, you know, he hasn't he hasn't had what it takes. Correct. I mean, I'm yep. trying to say, like, yep. I mean, there is no track record. Um, yep. I mean, I mean, people say, well, what about Obama? Well, you know, Obama was a phenomenon. Like Obama Trump. was Obama. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like Trump, you know, the, those were two phenomenons here. Of, yeah. of, you know, separate sides of the, you know, different sides of the coin. But mm -hmm. Obama and Trump have political skills. Yeah. They can connect with the audience. Joe Biden cannot and hasn't been able to, except for the people of Delaware. <laughs> right, right. And even in Delaware, I mean... You see Delaware law enforcement agencies coming out in support of the yeah, president. Yeah. You see uh, just today Philly, which is supposed to be his stronghold, the Phil a local union of the Philadelphia Firefighters Association went against their national organization and came out and said, we are supporting President Trump. He's the one who has the back of, of law enforcement officers, of first responders, and they encouraged other local units of this to to re-examine and look at the same thing so yeah. you could see a wave of endorsements coming out against their national organization which is pretty unprecedented mm -hmm. and i think that the, again the this the silent trump vote has been more vocal over the past uh you know six weeks i'd say or so yeah. but there's still a lot of people out there yeah there's still a lot of people out there that they can't for either work reasons or friendships or family. There's and, a whole host of reasons, yeah. Yeah, and they may say, yeah. you know, either I'm not going to vote or, yeah, I'm going to vote for Joe Biden. But when they go into that voting booth, yeah. you select President Trump. So yeah. that's really a phenomenon that's been kind of not seen in politics before. And I still think the pollsters are trying to come to grasp with 
what that looks like so that they don't underestimate the silent vote again. But the way that they're running these likely voter models is a joke. Yeah. Look at the oversampling of Democrats, yeah. right? Look at the the generic ballot is D plus one. Yeah. They're putting out polls at D plus ten. Yeah. You look at the oversampling of college educated. And let's look at let's look at their R samples. They're taking Republican votes from the suburbs mostly. Yeah. Which yep. are hostile to Trump. Underestimating so, rural turnout. Yeah. I so, mean, there's so many things. I mean, and, and, and this is this is not just liberal polls. You know, it, I mean, Fox News has had some uh, has Fo- had some serious issues with their polling. Fox News, honestly, serious their polls issues. are some of the worst. Yeah. If you look back at their track record, they were way it's off in good. 2016. It's not I good. I mean, they they miscalled Ohio yeah. by what nine points, ten points, yeah. Wisconsin by ten to twelve. Yeah, it's like horrible. It's Horrible. bad. So well, the polls, you yeah. know, you can use them as a snapshot. You can yeah. use them as kind of a, yeah. a a view of where the race is. But if you don't dig yeah. into what they're actually pulling from, yeah, and when they don't give you the methodology, because sometimes they don't they don't have the methodology. That's a dead giveaway. You can call them. You can call the. You can call them. And be like, can you please send me the methodology? Uh, if yeah, exactly. If if they don't give it to you. Uh, Big red flag. You see that a lot with uh, anti-gun groups and their polling. Mm-hmm. They don't like to give out the methodology. So Another, I would say the two ones that you should follow are um, Rasmussen and Trafalgar. Yeah. Trafalgar was the uh, – I think one of the few firms, if not the only firm, that, that had the battleground states almost dead to rights yeah, in terms Michigan of accuracy and Wisconsin. Uh, in 2016. And uh, a Twitter account, uh, PollWatch2020. Is a really good yeah. uh, account to follow on, on on social media in terms of because he 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 goes into all the the nuts and bolts of this stuff. Mm-hmm. The other or, thing is this person is. <laughs> the other thing is that honest. the news cycle is so fluid, the race is so dynamic that yeah. these polls that come out right, the polling was taken three, four, five days ago. Yeah, it's it's really showing you the past, yeah. not what we're currently at. So. Yeah. Uh, you know, don't don't buy into these suppression polls, and and that's another part of it is that yeah. they are meant to be suppression polls. Trump talks about this oh, all the time. Yeah. You say, you know, if you're a non-real dedicated voter and you see that oh he's losing by ten points, there's no way he's going to win. That's their goal is to get you to think that to say, oh well, maybe I shouldn't go vote today. Yeah. But go vote. Always yes. go vote. And everybody that listens to this show is going to vote. But yep. tell your friends. You know, like we've talked to the Trump campaign. If you just get one more person to go out there and vote for Trump. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's it. So talk yeah. to you. you Find know. two people. Yeah. And you then can... tell your Democrat laborers that election day is November 4th. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, just real quickly on COVID here. President Trump yesterday announced the deployment of a brand new mm-hmm. rapid test developed, the coronavirus test that's d- done by Abbott uh, um, Laboratories, is a 15-minute rapid COVID test that does not need to be sent to a lab. Oh, which wow. is a game yeah. changer. And they're going to be sending 150 million of these to various states over the next few weeks aimed at allocating tests to vulnerable seniors in nursing homes, teachers, students, uh, historically black colleges and universities, all the places that need the increased testing capacity. Yeah. And also to the NFL, uh, sent to the NFL too so we can get people back in the stands. Yeah, well, that's not going <laughs> to happen. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Honestly, obviously, I'm done with the NFL. Obviously, nursing homes, hospitals, schools, you know, yeah, they get first dibs and should. But and uh, uh, it's actually really cool. The news out of the really the data is that not only is the positivity rate dropping on a nationwide basis, um, you know, yeah. we see they say, oh, we're spiking back up now. Well, yeah, there's a little spike, right? But 
this is normal ebb and flow. It's not going to be, you know, we're going into the fall, right? The fall was expected to be a bloodbath, yeah. for lack of a better word. Yeah. So, you know, if there's going to be a little spike, yeah, there's going to be a little spike. But we can't afford to lock down our country forever. That's just not how this works. No. And with Operation Warp Speed, with the vaccine coming, we just In, have to keep yeah. pushing forward. Increased testing capacity. Have to keep pushing forward. And, yeah. and a new CDC study on COVID survival rates that just came out shows that by age group, ages 0 to 19 have a 99.997% survival rate. Yep. You're more likely to get to run over going to getting yeah. run over going to school literally exactly. being yep. or struck by I say maybe struck by lightning yeah. am I am I am I throwing a hail mary there ages 20 to 49 it's 99.98% 50 to 69 is 99.5% and ages 70 over which is a majority of the deaths yeah 94.6% and so everybody who's healthy in a, in those age groups go out and have fun you have to protect the nursing homes yeah and that's something that for some reason, yeah. was just not recognized in places like I New know. York and New Jersey. Which is very – and it's very easy to do. They put infected patients into the nursing homes. If you protect the nursing homes and keep this virus outside of the nursing home, yep. the survival rate is is better yeah. than the seasonal flu. Yeah. Okay? And so, also the – it's also uh, – let's add some more tidbits here. The, the R0 number was revised downward. Yeah. It's no longer three. It's not as lethal as the seasonal flu, so... Yeah, um, and we're going into flu season. Yeah, you know, the I mean, at, at the time, we were like, oh my God, this might be worse. It's not worse anymore. Well, when you're working with a small data size, it's very easy to overestimate the lethality of the of the virus. But you're going into seasonal flu season here, right? Which, yeah. Uh, Everyone should get their shot. Everyone get the shot, please. Because what the, what the liberals are going to try to do here over the next month is as we see flu spiking up, they're going to attribute it to COVID. And yeah. and I was wondering the other day, how many flu deaths this year are going to be misattributed to COVID to just drive a, a narrative about the virus? Yeah, probably a lot. So yeah, you know the flu season's coming. We yeah. we got we got to keep moving forward keep here. Moving. You got to keep. And also, I mean, even without COVID, it was still a good idea to get your shot. Well, yeah, you know I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah, I mean, and also, haven't you noticed? It's funny how you can say you know they they the experts. You know, you know, talk about the comorbidities when it comes to the seasonal flu and, and the death toll, mm-hmm. right? But when you mention it with COVID, oh, it's a problem. oh, you can't, you can't say that. You can't, yep. you can't say that. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, know. again, I'm not trying to lessen the tragedy here of the people who have lost loved ones to, to COVID-19, but most of the people who died were elderly or those who had health problems. Significant comorbidities. Significant health yeah. problems. Yeah. And again... You know, getting the flu could have killed these. Any pathogen could could have killed these people. It wasn't just you know COVID. And, right, you know, right. is like you know like the the magic bullet here. Mm-hmm. It's sad. Unfortunately, the Democrats made it worse. They killed people in the process. Yeah, but you and, know, oh listen, how ironic and, yeah. that the New York records on that are going to come out on November fifth, you know, after, right after the election. Yeah, no, it's ridiculous. Yeah. But you know, this is not, um, you know, this is not like Black Death. You know, on steroids. It's not the plague of nineteen eighteen. It's not. So. It's not. Yeah. It's not the. It's not the you know, Hong Kong flu or any of that shit. It is. It's a. It's a very. It's. It's a. I'm sorry. It is not a, a, a big virus. Yeah. In terms of, I mean, since March we've only had what eight million cases. And that's another thing. What do you think about this asymptomatic stuff, man? I don't know. It's, it goes it, back and forth. Every if day. we had gone with what medical experts are saying with asymptomatic spread, don't you think we would have had like seventy million cases by now? 
Well, I think the real case number is much higher than what's actually okay. registered as okay. confirmed well, case number. I, mean, I think I that we're probably that at a potentially 8x or 10x situation where we've had <sighs> we've had 60 to 80 million people potentially get this already. Yeah. Um, so that makes the survival rate even better. Huh. But That's good. You know, you don't want to have to go to a herd immunity situation because that will result in a lot more deaths, right? Yeah. We yeah. what the the goal needs to be to contain and keep from massive massive spread until we can get that vaccine. Yeah. And the vaccine's coming. It is. So But I will say uh, according to the medical experts what you just said, unless you're riding or supporting Black Lives Matter, then you can do whatever the hell you want. Yeah, or gathering yeah. at the or Supreme gathering. Court. Yeah. yeah. No, you know, the virus is not transmissible if you're protesting or rioting in support of liberal or left-wing causes. So, yep. you know, that's, that's, that was another great piece of information for our medical expert community. Yep. All right, let's wrap up the show yeah, here. We got it. the Biden gaffe <laughs> of the day. The Biden gaffe of the day, and, and this is something that will come up tonight in the debate from what I hear, so we will see about that. But Joe Biden called U.S. troops stupid bastards. Oh. Uh, you know, the fake news about Trump saying soldiers were suckers and losers was apparently a top-of-the-news story forever and ever, but they've completely ignored the resurfaced video of Biden when he was vice president calling our men and women in uniform stupid bastards. And this video was taken on March 7, 2016, during Biden's visit to Al-Dafra Air Base in the UAE. The clip begins with Biden proclaiming that he has incredibly good judgment, except for the fact that everybody in the foreign policy community says that he has the worst judgment. He was in opposition to the Osama bin Laden raid and was also in opposition to the killing of Qasem Soleimani, the Iranian terrorist that killed many U.S. troops. Mm. But let's take a listen to this clip. One, I married Jill. And two, I appointed Johnson to the Academy. I just want you to know that. Let's clap for that, you stupid <laughs> And you are double punch. Must be slow here, man. Well, there you go. You know exactly what he thinks of them, right? Yeah. And unlike the fake Trump news that they tried to peddle and bullshit their way through, there's a video of this. Yeah, so, there you go. But of got, course, we got the receipts. We always have the receipts. Of course, the mainstream media refused to cover that, but we will always cover stories like that here on Triggered. We have the debate coverage tonight coming up on townhall.com. We'll have a live blog going. We'll have live video going. Uh, it's not going to be something that you want to miss this debate tonight, obviously. I think we're going to uh, break uh, viewership numbers for the cable networks and all that all right. tonight. All right, all um, right. We will have a special trigger tomorrow on Wednesday to recap what happened in the debate tonight. So make sure to tune in for that. And, of course, we'll be back on Thursday for our regularly scheduled episode. Uh, there's a new War for the White House, Town Hall Media's election podcast coming out this afternoon, available wherever you get your podcast from. And, of course, feel free to give us any emails you want, triggered at townhall.com. We love hearing from all of our listeners, and we appreciate all of your five-star ratings and reviews. We will see you tomorrow to recap what happens in the first presidential debate tonight. See you then.